Welcome, welcome back, everyone. This is Igly, an equity breakdown where you'll find short, no bullshit overviews of public companies. So now to all my time investors. Today, we're going to be doing something just a little bit different, but that will set the platform as we break down industries and companies in the coming days. The modern world has experienced vast prosperities and knowledge accumulation relative to our ancestors in the recent century. This achievement can be summarized by one word, innovation. Matt Ridley, journalist and author of How Innovation Works, claims that innovation is the most important fact about the modern world, but the least well understood. So today, we will summarize ARC's Big Ideas Report for 2021 that gives us a framework on how to understand the impact of innovation in the coming decade. So why is ARC investing in disruptive technologies? Historically, innovations leading to technologies such as the steam engine, electricity, internal combustion engine, computers, and the internet were transformative to humans globally. They led to new industries and further innovation that ultimately resulted in great economic expansion. As investors, we must embrace the power of innovation and attempt to understand what technologies are next in line to transform society. To tackle this idea, we'll focus on the research conducted by Kathy Wood and the ARC team, whose thesis is based on the effects of innovation. In their white paper, ARC believes that the next 10 years will be viewed by history as an era that experienced significant disruptive innovations. The five key technology platforms in the region in their research are artificial intelligence, DNA sequencing, robotics, energy storage, and blockchain technology. Now, before we understand the impact of these technologies, it's important to get some quick summaries of what they're designed to deliver. So artificial intelligence. Practically, they're learning systems that use data, which is a key word here, to automate knowledge work and accelerate the infiltration of technologies to solve complex problems in societies. AI will transform all sectors in the economy, especially the ones that have been resistant to complete digital change, such as healthcare and financial services. Now, DNA sequencing. So the cost to map the whole genome the whole, the whole human genome has fallen drastically. This will spark new innovations in healthcare, such as precision medicine, diagnostic testing, preventive cures for rare diseases, and treat, treatments for the longevity of life. I'd love to live a little bit longer for sure. Now, robotics. With advanced software, sensors, and new inventions in critical hardware robots will assist humans across all aspects of life. Productivity and lower unit costs will replace repetitive laborious tasks with more meaningful work for humans. And moving on to energy storage, the supply of electricity will be transferred with the declining costs of lithium-ion batteries and new innovations such as solid-state batteries potentially. The electric vehicles, micromobility in the air, and clean energy are all important factors. Energy will need to be dispersed more efficiently in a profitable manner to meet society's demands. So across many sectors, and more particularly the mobility sectors, infrastructure to support the electrification movement will be essential. And finally, blockchain technology. Open source protocols that verify proof of ownership and ensure digital scarcity will penetrate financial services and remove friction imposed by legacy systems. When it comes to access to capital, the world will become more liquid. All these technologies will deliver cost declines, impact diverse industries globally, and foster additional innovations. Ultimately, the platforms will create similar transformation effects in a society like the steam engine that sparked the Industrial Revolution, electricity, or the internet. In the next 10 to 15 years, the five technology platforms will expand from less than $6 trillion, which they currently are today, to $50 trillion in value in wealth creation globally. That's 
astronomical in terms of the expansion that ARC is predicting. So what are ARC's big ideas for 2021? So we've laid out the five platforms. Now, based off of the release and their report, they've identified 14 specific technologies. And we'll review some of these, especially when it comes to the market value that they're going to be providing. So deep learning. So this is a form of AI in which companies can use data to write software. So there's a couple of things here. More particular, OpenAI's GPT-3, which is the first artificial language to understand language. So essentially, it can actually compose and write emails and letters and so forth, uh, which is which is phenomenal. The market value here is $30 trillion from $2 trillion, resulting in 17% KU. So that is the core concept here. And you'll notice that when it comes to deep learning and AI, it's going to transcend across many different industries. It's going to be an important component in order for the other technologies to succeed. Essentially, this is aimed to deliver more economic value than the internet. Then we have the reinvention of the data center. So cheaper, more powerful processors will be dominant. A key point here to uh, identify is that Intel, which is the current leader when it comes to producing their particular processors and chips, is actually going to be annihilated according to what ARC is presenting here in terms of their market share due to ARM and RISC processors. So with that, they're expecting a $19 billion uh, TAM in CPU revenue, $100 billion in server revenue, and $41 billion in accelerator GPU revenue, which is phenomenal. Moving on to virtual worlds. So here you think of video games, augmented reality, and virtual reality. So you have a lot of AR tools that are being produced from Snapchat, Facebook, and Apple, which can scale to $130 billion annually. VR as well is uh, achieving its specific scale. And in order to actually complete fuel, full human immersion, the cost will actually have to come down to what a cost to purchase a PC in terms of the tools needed. The market value from a gaming perspective will compound 16% in the next five years and become $365 billion by 2025. AR and VR will hit around $28 billion by 2025 as well. Now, the other two large components here are digital wallets and Bitcoin. So when it comes to digital wallets, you have traditional banking systems that will be challenged by applications such as Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App they're going to become a central element towards commerce-related activities. In fact, between Cash App and PayPal, they've accumulated 60 million active users in a span of seven years, which if you compare that to what JP Morgan's deposit account holders are, they're practically the same, and it took JP Morgan about 30 years to achieve that particular threshold. On top of that, traditional banks spend $1,000 to acquire a customer, while digital wallets spend around $20 due to peer-to-peer -peer environment uh, interactions. So the market value for that is going to be around 230 million estimated users and 4.6 trillion by 2025. So this is another big hitter when it comes to the technology, the specific technologies within the five platforms. And of course, Bitcoin. So based off Bitcoin fundamentals and more importantly, the institutional involvement that's happened so far within this uh, year of 2020 and in 2021, uh, it has a potential to actually come out and become a store uh, of value within the monetary system, essentially a reserve currency. As of November 2020, 60% of Bitcoin supplies held by owners instead of traded. So the market is long-term focused here. And ARC actually predicts if allocations from institutions occur between 2.5% to 6.5% in their particular uh, portfolios, it could impact Bitcoin's price to reach around 200 to 500,000. Uh, 
that is just out of this world. And to put it in perspective, Bitcoin's current market value is a trillion. And if they're able to exceed those type of prices uh, in terms of hitting that market cap, it could surpass golds, which is around 10 to 11 trillion. And now a particular technology that I'm very fond of is electric vehicles. So electric vehicles, of course, are becoming increasingly affordable and with battery technologies achieving performance and scalability. Um, so we all know that in order for this to succeed, you have battery costs that need to fall. And so far, they've fallen by 28%. The total cost of ownership of the vehicle relatively to the current uh, internal combustion engine vehicles needs to be very similar, if not a little bit cheaper. And on top of that, electric vehicles have actually been growing at 33% in sales in 2020 from 2019 in a period where uh, automotive sales were actually down. So from this perspective, ARC actually estimates that vehicle sales can achieve 82% CAGR, resulting in 40 million unit sales by 2025. And if we assume a price around 25000 well, that's about a trillion dollar market cap right there in valuation. So again, another big hitter here, and also more importantly, benefiting from government support. We move on to number seven, automation. So the integration of robots across industries will play an important role towards productivity and also more value-based job creation. So here's a fun statistic here that ARC revealed. Right now, robots will accelerate from 20 robots per 10,000 employees to 180 robots per 10,000 employees. Now, I know what you're thinking. Man, imagine the job destruction that this can potentially create. And it will displace workers. But on top of that, it'll open up additional opportunities. So the benefits that come from this are higher wages, lower prices, higher margins, and higher investments. So it's inevitable that this is going to turn out to happen. But at the end of the day, we should be considering the fact that other opportunities will develop and essentially labor that is inefficient as well as uh, consuming in terms of physical labor will hopefully be replaced uh, by these uh, integrations of robots across the board. So the market value here that ARC is estimating is around 5% of GDP or 1.2 trillion, which can be added to the US GDP during the next five years. So that's actually a pretty good player uh, and uh, additional help towards the expansion of the US economy. Now, ARC is very heavily involved when it comes to autonomous ride hailing, especially that their largest positions across in total for their ETFs that they, that they manage is Tesla. So this opens up massive opportunities for efficient transportation across all sectors on the road and air. Consumers will no longer need to own vehicles and save time to be more productive in other activities. So to put it in perspective, since 1934, the cost per mile has remained stable at 70 cents. Now, by 2025, if autonomous driving is successfully implemented, it can drop down to 25 cents. So autonomous driving can result in 50% margin in terms of the revenue that can be generated for, for companies uh, or uh, other uh, institutions that participate in this particular platform. On top of that, adoption could reach 20% by 2025 on one stipulation, that if Tesla successfully launches their autonomous service by 2022. Now, the market value that ARC predicts here could be $1 trillion in operating earnings annually by 2030. Auto manufacturers could also generate $250 billion in earnings by 2030. And also, more importantly, too, individual fleet owners who, like me and you, have a Tesla could also generate $70 billion in earnings by renting out our Tesla uh, to conduct the particular uh, economic activities that will spawn from autonomous ride hailing. 
So all these are interesting concepts and Arc is betting big on this one. Moving forward, we have delivery drones. This is also another exciting one. The previous technologies will also accelerate drone commercial use. So the cost to transport people and products will be changed drastically. So right now, the cost for a 10-mile drone delivery will decline from $7.80, which is essentially monitored by a remote pilot, to $0.25 cents if it's autonomous. Lower costs for drug delivery, public transportation, product delivery, and commercial use such as inspections will also be seen once this technology has scaled. So this is an interesting one to take into consideration. While it hasn't reached full commercialization yet, drone delivery is prone uh, and will could potentially generate the following market value. $50 billion in sales from the actual activity of the delivery, $14 billion in hardware, and $3 billion in mapping revenues for specific inspections and other commercial uh, uses by 2025. So another uh, market here of potential opportunities. Now we hit number 10, orbital aerospace. So the space industry is evolving from a sector dominated by the government-sponsored investment to a thriving global economic industry fueled by advancements in reusable rockets and satellite technologies. So to give you a perspective, in 2006, it cost around 14,000 per kilogram of payload to actually launch particular rockets. Now with reusable rockets that SpaceX has so famously uh, spearheaded, it's around 2,000. So that's an 85% drop in cost. So 2,000 per kilogram. Now with lower launches, we could also facilitate more satellites in low earth orbit, improving internet connectivity across the world. And to put it in perspective, a significant portion of the world population still lacks internet connectivity. With this, an estimated 25,000 active satellites are planned for the future. And an additional element here is hypersonic travel. So from ARC's perspective, they truly believe that this is another component that could transform the global economy. So imagine long international flights from economic hubs from here to London, as the most common example that's used, can, re can be reduced to two to three hours. Now that is a flight that I'd hop onto. Unfortunately, it comes with a hefty price tag. So in this particular space, ARC estimates $40 billion to provide broadband connectivity to the internet. And if you include all the commercial connectivity from cars and other uh, commercial vehicles, as well as government space services, the total market is $100 billion annually. On top of that, from a hypersonic travel perspective, companies will actually be willing to pay $100,000 for long-haul hypersonic flights to save time, specifically when it comes to their important economic hubs that they frequently travel to. So this is actually a potential market of $270 billion annually as well. So orbital aerospace, it's an exciting place to be, and it's evolving as you can see here. Now, another component that's also critical to support orbital aerospace is 3D printing. It's a new te technological additive manufacturing that builds objects layer by layer. Essentially, that's what the 3D printing is. It has optimized the design and final production of objects at an accelerated pace. So in the beginning, we started off with the, the design of prototypes. So those were the early stages. Now, the next stage is mass production of end-use parts. So critical industries that are actually going to benefit from this are the aerospace industry, semiconductor uh, sectors as well, and healthcare. Another important component here is that AI will be heavily involved when it comes to 3D printing. And the convergence of these two technologies will result in unique designs that will not be possible with traditional manufacturing capabilities. 
The potential TAM here is to expand at a 60% CAGR from $12 billion today to $120 billion annually. So 3D printing has been an industry that's been left to the wayside. And it's, it's not early. Uh, it's been around for a while. But the technology in the beginning was just too soon. Now, it's at that point where you can see convergence with other technologies to essentially bring this industry to life at a mass scale. Now we finally go into the healthcare portion here. So we have long-range sequencing, multi-cancer screening, and cell gene therapy. So with all of these involves the mapping of the, of the human genome. So with long-range sequencing, we're talking about the cost of sequencing a whole genome with, uh, with the technology will eventually drop to $200 from $100,000 in 2010. So that's phenomenal. So cancers, rare diseases, hereditary diseases will all be understood in MAP utilizing the power of deep learning algorithms. Another component where AI is going to be heavily involved in ensuring the success and explosion of the genomic element here in terms of the technology platform. So we can expect about a $5 billion uh, market by 2025. On top of that, we have multi-cancer screening and cell and gene therapy. So both of these involve two components. First one is early detection of cancer, so through liquid biopsies. And using machine learning, you're able to understand the various different characteristics and detect cancer broadly. So costs can decrease substantially from 30,000 to 250 using machine learning algorithms to actually analyze the liquid biopsies. So this could unlock significant potentials, saving 1.4 million lives annually. So by 2025, multi-screening Cancers due to the various technologies can result to a $150 billion market cap. On top of that, finally, we have cell and gene therapy. So to date, the FDA has approved 10 gene therapies because this is a heavily regulated market, uh, especially since it violates specific or it, it treads closely on the line of actually manipulating the human genome here. So by 2030, it is expected to have 170 gene therapies, specifically when it comes to immunotherapy treatments of solid tumors, uh, and that could potentially solve a lot of problems. Realizing the fact that majority of the tumors that are uh, cancers that are diagnosed, about 88% of them come from solid tumors, essentially towards later progressions of stages, not the early detection phase. So with this, uh, the market for oncology gene therapy is estimated to be around $260 billion. So I hope this gives you guys a beginning process to understand the various different technologies within those five technology platforms that ARC has identified. And it's, it, it's a good start to really start creating a framework of now the companies you want to focus in. So a couple of key insights here for you guys. So we've laid out the 14 technologies within those five technology platforms. Based on these platforms, artificial intelligence, specifically deep learning, will penetrate and support the rest of the specific technologies. So that's a key element here. So companies that are heavily involved in the production of artificial intelligent models and the ability to commercialize them will greatly benefit. So as this technology evolves, uh, I believe ARC also mentioned that the cost of running these AI uh, models will increase 10 to 100 fold, which is, which is phenomenal, but it just shows you the value that even at that cost, companies are willing to pay for that level of information because it'll eventually translate and trickle down the economy to deliver greater benefits. So it's that one-time sunk cost, in their opinion, that will ultimately benefit them in the future. Now, many seasoned investors also caution that this period resembles similar characteristics to the dot-com bubble. However, 
And ARC's most recent podcast, Kathy Wood has emphasized that during that period, a lot of capital was chasing very few opportunities that involve technologies in their infant stage. So essentially here, uh, Kathy is uh, summarizing that, listen, yes, the fever is similar in nature in terms of during that time period, everyone was talking about innovation. Everyone was talking about the internet. However, there's a difference here. She's saying that at that point, the technologies were not developed. They were still in their research phase, therefore leading to the bubble. However, in today's world, they've had 30 years, give or take, depending on the technology, to actually come to fruition, develop and scale, and now they're ready for the prime time element of commercialization. So from this perspective, she feels this is the right decade to be involved to play in the play in the specific technology platforms that are going to revolutionize the next call it 15 to 20 years. On top of that, it's important to note here the call it the fundamental principle that drives ARC's perspectives and the way that they approach investing in technology. So Based on rights law, which is which means for every cumulative doubling of units produced, costs will decline by a constant percentage. The ARC team believes that costs and the technology are at the right point, creating exponential growth opportunities for the right players. They actually believe that GDP in the U.S. in 2035 will be 40 trillion from 20.9 trillion today, due to the convergence of the various technology platforms that ARC believes will impact every facet of the economy. So that's a pretty astronomical expansion. Um, so from 20.9 trillion to 40 trillion. So that's 2x growth to GDP. With everything that we hear, this is a promising data point that they've offered showing that yes, these technology platforms will potentially deliver this value. So it's good to step back and really analyze them. And now as time investors, this research is a great starting point to understand how technologies will impact our economy and ultimately identify companies that are embracing them at a fundamental level. Across all of ARC's ETFs, the companies that they have heavily concentrated on support their convictions regarding deep learning, autonomous ride hailing, electric vehicles, digital wallets, reinvention of data centers, and genomic sequencing. So these are the big heavy hitters. And based off of these heavy hitters, uh, you can see here across all of their active ETFs and their passive ETFs, the top 20 holdings, Tesla being number one, Teldoc, Square, Roku, uh, you have CRISPR, uh, NVIDIA, Unity Software, uh, C Limited, uh, DocuSign, and then of course, some other healthcare companies as well too. So you can see here that based off their top 20 positions across all of their ETFs, they're actually giving a hit in terms of the technology platforms that they are betting will be the ones leading the charge in the next decade or so. Now, I'm going to leave you guys with a quote here that perfectly summarizes how we view innovation. And it comes from Matt Ridley in his book, How Innovation Works, which I've just started reading. So innovation often disappoints in its early years, dot-com bubble here, only to exceed expectation once it gets going. A phenomenon that he calls the Amara hype cycle. And we'll be doing a deep dive on the Amara hype cycle as well too, after Roy Amara, who first said that we underestimate the impact of innovation in the long run, but overestimate it in the short run. So the key here is it's a great reflection point and maybe it does actually reiterate what Kathy Wood is saying that, hey, yes, based off of this in the dot-com 
bubble era in the 90s, we actually overestimated the impact of innovation in the short run. Why? Because it was too infant. It, it was just getting started. But in the long run, now look at all the years that have gone by. This is the part where we underestimate the impact of innovation. So the question here is, what side of history do we want to be? And the best advice I can give you is start with a framework. Kathy Wood and, and the ARC team provided good uh, beginning process here. And let's do a deep dive. So get ready, guys. I hope you enjoyed this overview of the big ideas 2021 by the ARC team that they published. And if you like the content, please make sure to share this newsletter, share this post, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe if you have not already. Now, moving on to this week, specifically on Thursday and Friday, we'll be picking some of these particular technology platforms, and we'll start off with the space industry. And then we'll be doing some deep dives on some space companies across not just ARC's ETFs uh, with their newly launched SpaceX, uh, with their newly launched RX ETF, but uh, other uh, ETFs that are out there that are also theme-based approach within that particular industry to give us an idea of which players are out there that could potentially lead that particular industry. So thank you as always. And if you need any additional resources, I've attached ARC's Big Ideas PowerPoint their white paper, as well as their most recent podcast that they discussed the big ideas for 2021. Hope you enjoyed it and on to the next.